0: Good news, boys. We finally got a sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by... Welcome back to Pass of the Geek. I'm Alex, and I'm joined, as always, with Bobby and Walter. Say hey, guys.
1: Hey, guys.
2: Hey, everybody.
0: And, uh... Welcome to another installment of our continuing adventures of What do you mean you haven't seen this fucking movie, Walter? <laughs> Bobby, what has he not seen this week?
1: Inside Out. I'm glad that you didn't ask me what he hasn't seen in general because uh, that's a uh, that's long, another list. long list. It's, uh, it's a really long list.
0: So, Inside Out, our second Pixar movie. You know what that means. Bobby, pull up the list of Pixar films. We're doing it again. No! (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, you guys. We're actually going to spend time on this episode and not 15 minutes at the end after we talk about every other Pixar film besides Up. Uh, Speaking of Up, you know, pretty good movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, so uh, opens, you know, sometime in the 30s. Hey, hey, (laughs) hey,
2: hey, hey.
0: Listen, if you ever say anything to me like that on recording again, I will
1: fucking end you, Walter! That being said, this is an uncensored episode now, guys. <laughs> Boy! This is like the second children's movie that we've done uncensored.
0: I'm pretty sure we went uncensored with the first Nickelodeon ones. Uh,
1: well, those movies were fucking bad.
0: Yeah, so were those episodes.
1: Yeah. No, the Rock of Modern Life one was good. Hey! Nobody asked
0: you. So, uh... 2015, Inside Out, pretty good year for animation, pretty okay year for Pixar. This got released, which was a pretty good hit, pretty good hit 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, things were looking up. This is another year where Pixar released two films at a time, and uh, typically one of them is not as good as the one movie. And typically one is really good, and the other one, not so much. Uh, what was released this year... What was released with Inside Out in 2015 was The Good Dinosaur. Uh, since recording our Up episode, I have taken the liberty of watching Brave and The Good Dinosaur, thanks to Disney+. Plus. Please sponsor us.
1: Or don't. Unless.
0: That's my name. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have seen Brave and Good Dinosaur. I haven't watched Cars 3 yet, and... Uh, Maybe I'll check it out just so I can be complete on the Pixar list.
1: You don't have to do that, Alex.
0: I might want to. Why? Unless. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Inside Out, I actually saw this one in theaters with uh, my brothers and my sister. They were still really young. Uh, I gotta think, 2015, that was about what? four years ago, so...
1: Approximately four years ago.
0: Yeah, my youngest brother was about four. I think we did bring him along. I do remember taking him to go see Beauty and the Beast, but that was 2017. Uh, But they are relatively younger than me, so sometimes I'm, you know, kind of like the third parent, taking them around, uh, taking them to movies, taking them to different things. And we all went to go see this movie together, and I really liked it. Um... As I mentioned in our little Pixar retrospective a couple weeks ago, uh, I do suffer from depression, and, uh, you know, this film, especially at the end scene, we'll get to the end scene, because I definitely want to talk about it, but this film touched me in a way that not a lot of Pixar films, or films in general, touch me. And, uh, you know... I don't know. I think this is one of my favorite Pixar films, even though, Bobby, as you pointed out, I've kind of said that about every Pixar film when we were doing the Pixar retrospective you episode. You don't have
1: to say it about Cars 3, Alex. I don't have to say it about
0: Cars 3. You yeah, haven't seen
1: it, but you don't have to say it.
0: Right. So, um, what are you guys' experiences with Inside Out? Bobby?
1: Uh... I don't really have an experience, aside from, like... It's one of those movies that my mom would have loved. Um, it's definitely a more real film versus, like, Cars 3.
0: Right. Um, you know... I do have a theory. Not a—not the Pixar theory. But when you say it's a real film... Uh, I noticed something. We were watching the short, which... Uh, they released the supplemental short called Riley's First Date. I think it was on the Blu-ray, so it wasn't attached to any other movie. But um, they mentioned ACDC. And if my memory serves, that's the first time in a Pixar movie that something from real life was actually mentioned. It's not like BNL, which is a fictional company. Uh, it's an actual... Something from here is mentioned. I would say maybe not because in Toy Story Two, um, the Pizza Planet truck, which is in all these movies, does is is a Toyota, but uh it's etched out to say yo at the back of it. Yo. So, yeah, yo. But um yeah, that's the first time like a at least a band, an actual band is mentioned, A C D C. Um but Walter as we said you hadn't seen this movie till recording uh so fuck you and uh now i have a lot of things to say with this movie like honestly i still re- remember like really wanting to see this when it was being advertised uh the first trailer i don't know if you guys remember that trailer but i don't think a lot of pixar trailers even have like actual music music in there. It's usually stuff made for the movie, the score, stuff like that. Uh, the first trailer for this movie was set to a song that... there There is no other perfect song to go with this movie. Uh, this movie's trailer. The song they chose for this trailer was Boston's Hooked on a... Fe- fuck. It was Boston's More Than a Feeling. Which completely encapsulates the move of the, the, completely encapsulates the mood of this movie about feelings and emotions and uh Pixar, being Pixar uh, they spent a lot of time looking into child psychology and just regular psychology uh, to the point where a lot of child psychiatrists say that this movie uh, they praise this movie, they say that this movie, as Walter stated should be taught in schools or at least shown in schools And they have very accurate depictions of depression and uh, a lot of those different feelings how it's all represented. And
2: through the watching of this movie like just today it touched me. It brought me back to feelings I had not only around that age but even in my adult years. Like around that age I, like her, I moved schools. I didn't know anybody. And like 11 years old, that's a really awkward time to have to make new friends, get acclimated to a new environment. And it didn't help that I was just an awkward kid in general. And I was bullied a lot. Didn't really have any
1: friends. Contain yourself, Alex. Yeah. This yep. is a family episode, even though we already said fuck.
0: Oh yeah, we we've said a lot of fucks.
1: <laughs> anyway, and I I just
2: genuinely was not a happy middle schooler at all. Um, specifically, sixth and seventh grade, I was sad. Eighth grade, I was... He got
0: got a D-minus in his bone-grinding class. (laughs) Come on. I needed one. Bobby saw me. I was dying.
2: But eighth grade, I was an angry kid. I would lash out at people for next to no reason. Um... I got suspended in 8th grade for uh, threatening to kill someone.
0: He's reaching into his backpack now. I heard the sound no, of clicking. No. This might be the final episode of Passing the Geek. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and...
2: Like, once I got into high school, it was somewhat better, but still... Not great but how this connected with my disconnected but I felt a connection with it with feelings in my adult years more because there was a period about a little before this movie came out around 2013-2014 I couldn't find enjoyment in pretty much anything I as Bobby knows I don't know if you know Alex but for a decade after high school, I dedicated my days and most of my life to caring for my special needs sister. And my parents are also divorced. They hate each other. And as the years went on, like, between my dad losing his job the animosity between my parents I got caught up in the middle of a lot of things and it just really took a toll on me and for the longest time I would bury it I wouldn't acknowledge it, I wouldn't talk to anybody about it, I would just bury it really deep down because I didn't really I felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to about didn't have anyone to go to. Couldn't go to my parents about it, because, you know, it was them at the root cause of it. And my friends, I felt like, I don't want to bring them down, so I'll just ignore it. And then, as the years went on, around that time period, I became miserable. And I subconsciously started pushing people away whether it be by not talking to people or lashing out at people for the wrong reasons and not just anybody but like people I love and hold dear I would lash out at them I would flip out for no good reason and it didn't click with me until I had a group of friends cancel a trip because they didn't want me lashing out in front of group of people that didn't know me and then like that's when it clicked i was like i have to stop this i can't just keep burying these negative feelings deep down and think they'll go away because they won't and that's about the time i realized one of the most important lessons you can learn in life and it's simple but it's okay not
0: be okay. it's okay to be sad <laughs> just needed to need to refresh everything there that was that was powerful It's definitely today on the Oprah Winfrey show <laughs> <sighs> but yeah this movie I didn't say this on the show Uh, when we did the Up episode. But there's a meme going around where it's like naming off all the Pixar movies where it's like Toy Story, what if toys had feelings? Bugs uh, Bugs Life, what if bugs had feelings? Uh, Cars, what if cars had feelings? And uh, the main joke was Coco, what if Mexicans had feelings? (laughs) Which, I mean, yeah. But also... Uh, when it got to Inside Out, it was what if feelings had feelings. And that's exactly what this movie is. Uh, if you haven't seen Inside Out, which if you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen Inside Out, you're fucking weird because <laughs> you're not going to get anything about Inside Out by reading this episode. <laughs> <laughs> by Unless. watching, this. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> you're just going to watch a lot <laughs> of sweaty nerds sit around in a room just talk around the film. Come on, Walter does enough of that on the mic. (laughs) Ew. Do you want to listen to the raw recordings and hear how much you fucking breathe into the mic, in Neanderthal? No. (laughs) There. Damn straight. Either start recording our episodes or stop breathing so heavily. (gasps) Bobby, you're turning blue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Anyway. Yeah, but the concept of Inside Out is a lot like another film uh, that was released about a decade before. Uh, do you guys remember Osmosis Jones?
2: Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen that movie in so long that I even remember that movie.
0: Right. Well, the concept of Inside Out is where there's tiny people in your head. Uh, there's the main core emotions. There's joy, sadness, fear, anger, and uh, disgust. And top-notch cast. I want to say I've said this before, but a lot. uh, But the main emotions—they're perfectly cast. I mean, Amy Poehler, yes, that's the pick for someone who is the embodiment of joy. Phyllis Smith from The Office. Uh, Her role in The Office, she was always kind of just that gloomy, kind of character on The Office. But um, I could definitely see her be joy in this film. She does it perfectly. I can definitely see her be sadness in this film. She does it perfectly. Mindy Kaling, again, that's exactly who you get for a character who is the embodiment of disgust. And it's kind of an office reunion because Mindy Kaling and Phyllis Smith were on the office for so many years. Uh, Louis Black, yes, that is who you get for anger.
2: I don't think you could have picked a better...
0: I would have argued. I would have argued either Don Rickles, but he's Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story films, or Jerry Stiller, but they got they got a really good one of the old Jewish comedians.
2: Around this time, was Don Rickles not having uh, pretty significant medical issues?
0: Twenty fifteen, I wouldn't know. I do remember his death was really sudden, but that was also in twenty seventeen, so he still he was still kicking but I know he didn't really work besides the Toy Story films um, but he didn't even do anything for 4 uh, they were thinking of replacing him with, Adin- Al- with Alan Tudyk but they ended up just using dialogue from the older films for that um, which I mean Mr. Potato Head didn't really have a big role in Toy Story 4 but then again nobody did
2: except who he was
0: that was a joke but none of us remember Toy Story 4.
2: I enjoyed Toy Story 4.
0: And, uh.
1: Mr. Walter? Well,
0: I'm not
2: allowed to have an opinion.
0: No. You, you have a, a lot podcast. Of <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, isn't
2: that the point of podcasts?
0: Not our podcast. Okay.
1: Please, let's talk about the
0: impeachment. Oh, God. No. What do you mean, no impeachment, you bigot? Get out of here.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want to talk about
0: it. Yeah, no, I... I so, he got turned into a peach. Now what? <laughs> That's what that means, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Donald that, Trump is now a peach. That
0: All right. means a okay. um, I'm just going to say now, if... We need to the cut s- that part out. Yeah, if the Senate ends up voting on him to stay in office, this is going to age like milk. So we're cutting this out of the episode. Unless, unless, unless he actually does get, um, uh, yeah, unless he actually does get removed, then we're fucking keeping it. But I also don't want that because of Pence, but whatever.
1: Uh, I don't know. Pence would be
2: terrifying.
0: I would be doing this podcast in a camp. I'll just tell you that. If Pence if Pence gets into the office as president, I would be doing this fucking podcast in a prison camp.
2: hmm Yeah. Or, or or a rehabilitation camp.
0: Oh yeah. There'd, there'd be a lot of extra voltage coming through the feed. But uh wow. Okay. So Lewis Black, old Jewish guy, perfect. Um, Bill Hader. I love Bill Hader. I really liked him in It Chapter 2. We saw this here. Um, SNL. Phenomenal on SNL. He is honestly one of my favorite castmates ever. Um, The stuff he did when he played Vincent Price on that show. I don't know if you guys ever caught that. I need to show you guys that sometimes. Sometime. But, yeah, his Halloween specials as Vincent Price. There was a Christmas special, a Thanksgiving special. Some of the funniest SNL I've seen in years. I don't really equate him the fear as I equate everybody else to their kind of surrounding things. And Phyllis, I'd got to say, is also kind of weak in that area, but I could definitely see where they're coming from. It's not as perfect as Amy Poehler, Lewis Black, and Mindy Kaling in their respective roles. But um, even the parents, did you guys catch who the parents are? Diane oh.
1: Lane and Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah. No. Oh.
0: Yeah, the mayor of Portlandia. But, uh, and also Clark Kent's mom in those terrible, terrible films. Martha. Yeah, it's Martha.
2: Why did you say that
0: name? I also really like the visuals in this film. Mmm, I sound drunk. I also really like the visuals in this film. Um, the characters... The emotion characters, if you notice, they're all, like, little points. That's basically little how they're drawn. fuzzy points Yeah, little fuzzy, like... Emotion. Yeah, a little stipulation. And, like, the character designs, too, where, like, anger's this little blocky dude, and, like, joy is all smooth and everything. Sadness is all blue. And, uh... Just... I don't know. I really like this film. I feel like I could talk a lot about this film. Um... What were some of you guys' thoughts on this film?
1: Uh, can we talk about how, uh... Well, what the fuck was the imaginary friend's name again? Bing Bong? Can we talk about how he murdered a guy?
0: Uh, can we talk about how Joey Mard murdered several miners?
1: Uh, yeah, that was a thing, too.
2: They were clones. It doesn't matter if they're clones.
0: Tune in next week when Capacity Geek visits the prequels. In which I mean we're going to watch Attack of the Clones twice.
2: Send in the clones.
0: Send in. (laughs) That was actually, um, I have some friends in the Star Wars community and uh, a couple of them were calling it that around the time of Attack of the Clones release. That's it, Bobby. Pull up a list of all the Star Wars. We're going to talk about it right now. No. No.
1: This week on Capacity to Gake, we're talking about another Disney property.
0: It's all Disney. All Disney Plus. Unless.
1: Ooh-oh. Unless you want to
2: actually watch the original concept of the original trilogy.
0: What I say to that is McCarthy.
1: I feel like that translates to Walter is a neckbeard.
0: Yes. Despite me being the one that currently has a neck beard because I haven't shaved in a couple weeks, (laughs) you are the neck beard because I have had sex—not with a woman, mind you—but
1: he's had a lot of sex.
0: This is a Pixar movie we're talking about.
2: We should probably edit this, this, uh, this little part out. No
0: fucking kids listen to our podcasts. That reminds, me. <laughs> that reminds me of, I listen to Oni plays, and one of my favorite things that he said in one of the episodes, he always plays with, like, two of his friends, and his friend's like, uh, his name's Chris, Chris O'Neill. You've probably seen Oni's animations before, right? On Newgrounds? Mm-hmm. But, uh, he plays video games, and he was playing Crash Bandicoot, the Wrath the of Cortex, and, uh, one of his friends was like, Chris... Why don't you say something to the kids uh, listening to this uh, to this episode? And he's like, I'm going <laughs> They're like, Chris, you can't say that. And he's like, I'm going <laughs> I don't know. It's just dumb and funny. And, mm. Yeah. This anyway. another episode of Capacity Geek
1: if we can geek about it we can talk around it Mm -hmm.
2: my thoughts on the film I expressed how I was able to resonate with a lot of things but I also really enjoyed a lot of the humor in the film um I
1: like you said Alex
2: really enjoyed the visuals it's
0: one of I would tell us some of the jokes If you like the humor, that means you can pick some out. That's how podcast works.
1: So, an example of one of the jokes. They made a uh, total gay joke toward the beginning of the film.
0: It's San Francisco. They had to.
1: (sighs) Oh, that hairy guy looks like a bear. Oh,
0: that that, that was fun. And can I say, there's that scene where they're uh, getting pizza, and they're disgusted by a broccoli pizza. Me and Bobby agree, even though Bobby's lactose intolerant and pizza hurts his tummy, but uh,
1: I would eat the fuck out of that pizza. That pizza
0: looks delicious. I would eat that fucking pizza. <laughs> broccoli looks ripe. It looks like there's several different cheeses on there. It's a nice thin crust. It's yummy. Chicago style, you can go lie down.
2: I will jump over this table and tackle
0: you. When's the last time you jumped? I live in Illinois and I eat my hot dogs with ketchup. You
2: bastard! Another part that I thought was I'm a clunky. <laughs> Another part I thought was really funny was uh, the sequence where they're trying to wake her up and they and they just try to ruin her dreams and make them completely ridiculous. I thought like some of the visuals in that were just absurd and hilarious. Like, the, what was it, the the two halves of the dog chasing each other.
1: And, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, the whole trying to wake her up just made it even worse uh, for the uh, end of the film. If you really think about it.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: If there's any sort of primary antagonist in this film, it's the main characters. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Joy is very narcissistic at the beginning of this film. There's no doubt about that. Um, But there's also a really major flaw in her plan. See, she and Sadness get ejected out into this... Her headspace. What do they call it? They call it the... One moment,
1: please, as I uh, look at the uh, Wikipedia. So, Joy and
0: Sadness get sent into long-term memory... And they need to reach Riley's main console in time with her core memories, so she could restore all the pillars, all the pillars of her being. And uh, whenever she tries to use these pillars of being without the core memories being there, they get deleted and erased. And uh, their plan is to take the train of thought up to. Uh, they plan to take the train of thought up to their core memory they plan to take the train of thought up to headquarters but unfortunately it gets stopped for the night once Riley goes to sleep Uh, the thing is that nothing really impactful happens at night so joy and sadness could have just waited till morning to get in there because it comes right in the morning we saw that earlier that uh the train of thought comes in right in the morning they could have just waited but joy insists on waking riley up from her dream so she can get in there as soon as possible but that kind of segues into the uh, that kind of segues into the trio realizing that it's time to enact the plan, to move back to Minnesota, which makes matters worse, makes it a lot harder for Joy and sadness to get back up there, but, um, yeah, if Joy just waited till morning, it would have been fine. But no, she couldn't have waited. So that's my one gripe with the movie.
2: But I think that also plays into her character because she thinks the only way for things to be okay... Start from the top. I think that plays into her character. Really, like, that's why they would do that, because in her thinking, she has to be there for things to be okay. Like even when things aren't happening, if Riley isn't happy and feeling joy, then it's bad. And then slowly she realizes that sometimes the joy starts out with sadness, or joy can be found from moments of sadness and moments of negative
0: feelings. You need the low if you can. You need the low so you can have the high.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's one of the better messages in the film is that no matter how low you feel, no matter how much something has you feeling depressed or angry or any other sort of negative feeling, there's always going to be something that will pick you back up. Everything will be okay.
0: Now, um, just to wrap up, uh, we also watched the short Riley's First Date, which I said was included in the Blu-ray on this, uh, not on any other film. Uh, What do we think about Riley's First Date? I feel like it basically got the same kind of uh, feel as Inside Out did in a much faster, quicker pace thing. Uh, Everybody kind of gets a moment to shine. The mom's dialogue is definitely a lot... Like, very cringy. I did like how it fleshes out the dad more. And it's really funny. It's... It definitely reminds me of the end of the film, where we see the different characters, how their emotions play. Like, the teacher, the pizza uh, chef. The, the dog. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> the cat is beautiful. Uh, the cat is beautiful. But, uh... That does, um kind of go on to a bit of science if you notice the dog's emotions they're all in tune with each other they all have the same common goal and they all work as a team Uh, where the cat's emotions they're all just scattered about doing whatever accidentally touching panels getting afraid of everything um it's in a recent study has been found that dogs have more brain capacity and brain activity than cats do so To end the debate once and for all, dogs are indeed smarter than cats.
2: Oh, yeah. That's... Was that ever a question?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of people say say that cats cats are smarter smarter than dogs dogs. because they're more independent. They're more uh, versatile. They're able to climb higher things. They're able to avoid danger more easily. But dogs can be trained to do a lot of different things. And, uh, you know... They have pack mentality, they have all, they have a lot of things over cats.
2: Yeah, and I love both cats and dogs, but you can't get the same emotional support from a cat that you can a dog.
0: It's okay, Bobby. It's okay. Don't lash out at him. Bobby, Bobby, don't pull into that uh, don't pull anything out of that backpack, Bobby Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby it's okay, it's okay Bobby end the episode there uh, Bobby, any last thoughts then? <clears throat>
1: um, especially with uh, Riley's first date mom and dad fucked
0: yep, yeah, at the end definitely there's uh, there's gonna be some fucking tonight this is a Disney episode yeah we're talking about a Disney film
1: but there was there were a lot of implications there was a lot of and there was gay jokes don't gay don't jokes murders I
0: am a gay joke I like gay jokes
1: <laughs> alright
0: fucked so um, I guess we can give you guys a little tease for next week uh you know, something strange happened in the neighborhood the other day. We realized that one of us has an opinion on something he hasn't really watched yet. So I think we know who to call. Good night everybody.